This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. For many of those addicted to or dependent on opiates, heroin-assisted treatment works. That's according to Scott McDonald, the lead physician at the Providence Crosstown Clinic in Vancouver, Canada. He argues that safe access to heroin can stem large societal costs like death and violent crime. We spoke during the Cato Institute's Harm Reduction Conference last month. Prescription heroin is a treatment for a manageable illness, opioid use disorder, and no different than diabetes or high blood pressure. No treatment will work for everybody, and some people will require a more intensive treatment. And we are fortunate that we have the full spectrum of tools available in Vancouver, Canada. And that includes suboxone, methadone, cadian, a a long-acting oral form of morphine. But there are some folks that just require something more. And a small percentage of people, and that may be less than 4 to 8% of the total number that require oral opioid agonist treatment for their disease. Uh, But some people will require an injectable option. Prescription heroin needs to be one of the tools in the toolkit, and a small number of people are receiving that today in Vancouver, Canada. Is is it fair to call this heroin maintenance? Uh, it, it It's fair, but that's uh, as fair as it is to call suboxone or methadone maintenance for opioid use disorder. This really is just a chronic manageable illness, Heroin-assisted treatment, diamorphine, is just one of the tools to manage that illness. Uh, And the people that have this illness, uh, if they're not engaged in care, are at huge risk, both for irreparable harm and death. But they need to engage in activities that put them at risk and are hugely costly to society. The cost of somebody annually using illicit heroin or opioids is at least $45,000 $45,000 a year. And that's from a Toronto study in the year 2000. If somebody was able to do a socioeconomic uh, analysis again, I'm sure it would be much uh, higher. We can provide this treatment for about twenty-five dollars to $27,000 a year. Tell me about the kind of people who make use of your clinic and, and clinics in the area in Vancouver. I can tell you a little bit what our intake criteria was in our, our Salome study. Uh, and We selected folks who, on average, had been using for 15 years and had had at least 11 attempts at treatment. Our intake criteria was at least five years of injection experience, currently injecting, and regularly injecting in the last year. Uh, Consequences off their injection use, like health and socioeconomic costs, uh, at, at least 19 years of age. And using that criteria, if we selected people that had already been using 15 years, we're setting the bar too high. If somebody has had an overdose requiring resuscitation with Narcan, one in 20 of those folks are going to be dead in a year. Uh, I've read that statistic coming out of of the United States. And uh, we uh, need to be attracting people into care and engaging people in care. What does regular, uh, safe access to heroin mean for people? How does that change their day-to-day lives? Well, when people start with us, on average, they've been engaged in illegal activities at least half the day out of the month, and they're injecting illicit opioids every day in the last month. And 
when they have had six months of care with us, that goes down to a handful of days a month injecting illicit opioids and a handful of days a month engaged in illegal activities. If these people are engaged in uh, illegal activities for at least half the days of the month, that seems like uh, work may be a difficult thing to have, to hold down. So certainly they start with us. Uh, and when people do start with they've, they've got a high burden of accumulated vulnerabilities. Uh, but with time, some of those uh, uh, ease off as people get some stability. We certainly have people who've completed uh, training programs, school programs while they're with us. Uh, many of our folks are working part-time, some even full-time. Uh, but to expect that people will go from years of injecting to working full-time, that, that is a uh, uh, that's a, a steep climb. Uh, I think uh, one of my colleagues who you may have spoken to, uh, Darwin, talks about uh, uh, well, uh, pre-employment and, and opportunities to get people uh, engaged and starting to experience work so they can get some satisfaction with that and, and gain some skills. Uh, and uh, I'd like to be able to offer more of that. When did this kind of program begin in Canada? Well, it, it, it began as a program uh, following our Salome study, the study to assess longer-term opioid medication effectiveness. The first treatment with uh, diamorphine, or prescription heroin, happened on the 28th of November 2014 and uh, has uh, continued uh, subsequently. How was the program funded? The program is funded through the British Columbia Ministry of Health, uh, overseen by one of the local health authorities, Providence Healthcare. And uh, I continue to be appreciative uh, of, of the support that uh, Providence Healthcare and the, and the ministry provides. But this is safe, effective, cost-effective care. Better care to this population than continuing with methadone and standard oral treatments, and it reduces societal costs. So uh, while it does require healthcare investment, when this is provided to the small number of people that require it, it reduces the burden on taxpayer. If you were to make a pitch for this kind of program for, let's say, major cities in the United States, uh, and, and for especially for people who are concerned very much about uh, taxes and spending, what kind of pitch would you make? Well, basically what I just said, diacetylmorphine and hydromorphone dominate methadone and oral treatment options in that population that continues to use illicit opioids despite attempts at the standard treatments. And if you have a new treatment that is both more effective and more cost-effective, that should be an easy decision for policy decision makers uh, to make. It should be provided. And I can also add now uh, from our uh, cost-effectiveness uh, analysis paper from uh, l last year, uh, not only does this reduce uh, cost, provide better care, it also reduces mortality in this population compared to just continuing methadone and reduces crime, both property crime and violent crime. Scott McDonald is the lead physician at the Providence Crosstown Clinic in Vancouver, Canada. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.